Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you are listening to Parenting Hell with... Leanna, can you say Josh Widdicombe? Just yes, like a And Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. There we go. Very cute. Very nice. Didn't want is... to do that at all, did she? No, that is Liana uh, saying your names on her second birthday. Oh, it's good for two, to be fair. It is very good for two. Thanks for the show. It's given my amazing wife and I laughs over the pandemic and over the past few months where we moved cities, jobs, and had a new baby. Oh, brutal. Can you imagine just moving to a new city? I just couldn't do it. Having to make friends. Yeah, but think of the ones you'd lose. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You've got to think of the ones you'd shake off. That's the way to look at it. I'd yeah. never have to see them again. Trimming <laughs> <laughs> off the dead wood. Yeah, good old clear out. You know, like when a, you know when a football manager comes in and starts selling all the old shit. Yeah, scary yeah. for a bit. Um, how's your week been, Rob? We didn't really cover it last week, did we? Last on Tuesday. No, we've had a bit of. Uh, they're getting a bit better, but there's still that hangover of. You know, they get a bit. Well, you don't know that yet because yours don't have summer holidays. But they get a bit naughty at the end of summer holidays because they're sort of bored of you. Six weeks. Yeah, it's, it's mad like, amount of time, especially isn't it? after lockdown and the homeschooling stuff. You didn't. Oh, no right. one. No one needed it. So they got a bit bored of us, and also they um they get a bit naughty. And they've got. They're all a bit cocky because they haven't got anyone of their age. Especially yeah. the eldest, she's like a bit of queen bee. So she got a bit naughty. She she was eating a sandwich, and um, this is before she went back to school. Uh, we said like, you can't have a lolly until you finish your sandwich, right? You, yeah. you got to finish your sandwich. Solid, anyway, solid parenting. Yeah. So the five year old finished her sandwich. Three year old hadn't. So we sort of said, three year old, you can't have a you know you can't have a lolly. A uh, five year old can. We went to look at the three year old sandwich. The five year old had stuffed her sandwich in the three year old sandwich. She's got a sandwich sandwich. 
She had a sandwich sandwich. So the poor three-year-old was obviously not being able to finish oh it all God. because she's trying to eat two sandwiches. Oh, my God. Rob. And the five-year-old's licking a lolly with an empty belly. Oh, my word. That is... Um, what did you do? I wasn't there. So Lou confiscated the lolly and said, "That's you know, that's naughty. You shouldn't do that. And you lied. And, and the then, three-year-old just taken it? Yeah, but I think the three-year-old wasn't really aware what was going on. But she wasn't yeah. really eating any of her sandwich. Either. It wasn't like she was trying to get through it. She yeah, had like yeah. one she wasn't bite. going, God, this sandwich is endless. It's like it's, it's like two sandwiches in one. It's, it's so like thick. that that prank where, where you play when you in the change at school PE and you keep squeezing shampoo on someone's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like that never ending. <laughs> never, I've got a never ending sandwich. What's and going on? Exactly. So um, yeah, so we, so Lou took the lolly off her and said, "That's really naughty. You mustn't do that. You lied and you were sneaky and stuff." And then, but I did I did respect the hustle to a certain degree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you've got to, you've got to admire the hustle. Yeah. But then I went upstairs and I said to her, oh, look, mummy told me what you did. And and I was like, it's very cheeky. And then she was all trusty, like, started crying. Going, yeah. I was like, no, you don't have to cry. Like, I'm not telling you off. I was yeah. like, look, that was, you know, that was, to be fair, that was quite clever, but a bit sneaky and you was lying. So you're not allowed to, to do that. But game recognises game. Oh, game recognises game. I actually was quite happy with that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that you you don't want a prick kid, but you don't want you don't want one that's just gonna not, you know, think their way out of stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because I, I don't know if I said it before when we was driving. She's got the car. street smarts, hasn't she? She's got street smarts. When we was, we was driving, me and Lou were driving, the kids in the back, and they kept on wanting their music and they argue and they go, No, that song, this song, this song. I can't you basically just constantly switch between songs. So we went, no, we just say, no, we're just listening to the radio, what comes on, comes on. And then it's going, Can't you put the music on? Why don't you put our music on? And then and Lou was like, we can't, mummy and daddy are driving. And then the three-year-old was like, only daddy's driving. What are you doing? Oh. And then Lou was absolutely skewered. <laughs> she had that Michael Portillo in the back. <laughs> ruining her. Um, but the other, oh, the other thing, there's a lot of hands on hips in my house. And I don't know where they get it from, where they just yeah. sort of like, mm, and they tell you something, they go, mm, but I think they just, I think they just need, need school. Where do you think that comes from? Do you think that comes from... Lou, or do you think that comes from school? I think maybe all of the Netflix they watch. <laughs> Are they watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Rob? They're watching Towie. It's all kicking <laughs> off. And then she turned around to me and said to me that I'm not going to eat that sandwich because it's got two sandwiches. And I turned around to her and I turned around to her. And I'm not eating it. I'm not seen taken for a mug or nothing. You know what I mean? Um, but oh, this is the other thing. I've been t- they've been telling people that Daddy sleeps naked with his bum in the air. What? Well, because basically I do sleep naked but i was like well i was like lou i don't do that because like they can't see me naked i'm under the covers i don't know but then sometimes you have a leg out of the cover over and then they walk in and you can just see your big ass hanging out the bed oh my god and i just thought what's a horrific image for a five-year-old girl to see oh my god she she's not i mean also rob yeah that's with her forever i know i know it's too late now it's too late it's too late but I'm, i'm gonna have to invest i think into some as they grow older like, yeah. you know, some big billowy sort of Marks and Spencer's dad pyjama shorts. I think top yeah. half out's fine. Why don't you go with, the, like, the bottom half, the uh, the tartan trouser? No, I can't do trouser. It will have to be shorts. But I think Marks and Spencer, I, but it, I get so hot and sweaty, so it has to be really baggy. And the thinnest cotton, like, it's almost floating. Rose bought me some pyjamas for Christmas. Yeah. I've never had pyjamas before. Too hot. Simply too hot. No, I cannot I cannot sleep in the garden. I cannot no. imagine how people can do that. I'd rather sleep in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. What is wrong with these people? Yeah, but like proper ones that button up. Yeah, what? Like, I put them on and before I got in, I was like, this is luxury. Yeah. This is so nice. And then I got in and I was like, 
I'm fucking boiling because I'm sleeping in some clothes underneath a duvet. Well, exactly. But I just don't want my dick flapping about and my arse hanging out and my kids are coming in to wake me up in the morning. So I've got to invest in something. So if anyone's got any recommendations. What about just a pair of boxer shorts? Too tight. I wear tight ones and it's, I can't. It's, it's hot and sweaty and too tight. But I don't like wearing baggy pants. So I need to find... Oh, look at these. These are premium cotton, super soft pajama shorts. They're thin. Send them over. Send me yeah. over a link. The only problem with these are, this is, these are the problem with these kind of shorts. They look like the kind of shorts that if you have a little bit of spillage when you wee-wee, it looks like you've pissed yourself. Yeah. So what are you going to do, Rob? I'm going to have to buy some of these weird short things. You can't go light grey. It's just piss pants central. Yeah. They, they look, they've got an elastic waistband. I do not want an elastic waistband. Oh, my God. These are just, these are just rubbish, Rob. They're so lame. You can't. The problem with pyjama shorts Why don't you just is, wear shorts? Shorts. Like a pair of Adidas shorts. No, because they're nylon-y. What's, what's wrong with that? No, it's all... Sl- no, it needs to be a cotton. I can't... It'll get sweaty. I get sweaty ass, mate. Oh, I mate. I, so sometimes when I do gigs or I'm out and I get really hot, I have to go to the toilets to wipe my bum because it's sweaty. Oh, my God. Do you ever have to do that? No, of course You not. never have to just give your bum a wipe to get rid of the sweat. So you get... Is that your main area of sweat? I'd say I sweat. From my back first down to my ass, and then pits third. <laughs> Have you thought about an antiperspirant on your ass? I'm not rolling my ass with 48 hour protection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rubbing a rollerball up my ass, mate. That's going to be do severe skin damage. It's very delicate skin down there. Awful moment if you're doing that, and then someone just comes in, you walk in, and someone's borrowing your deodorant. <laughs> Lou's run out of deodorant. She's she's just borrowing your deodorant and you know it's the arse stick. (laughs) Maybe I just need baggy pants. But the problem is with pants and shorts, you cannot try before you buy. You're just taking a punt on every every time. I mean, I once did a gig with a comedian. Yeah. And he'd bought some pants from TK Maxx. Yeah. And he tried them on in the dressing room over his trousers and he didn't like them. And then he took them back to TK Maxx. Oh my, what a monster. That's not allowed. At least he didn't do it on his balls, but that's yeah. not allowed. It's unacceptable. Anyway, let's move on from that. Um, oh, hang on, I've got a review here. I bought two pairs of these a couple of weeks ago. They are very comfortable, both wearing before bed and also when sleeping. They are lovely and soft to the touch. Can I ask how many pairs you're going to buy and how many wears you're going to get out of them before you wash them? Oh, wash them. Because you're going to have to buy seven pairs. Because they're essentially pants. Yeah, and you'll be wearing them for eight hours. Oh, God, it's such a commitment, isn't it? But I'm going to have to buy practice pairs. Practice pairs? Well, no, I'm not going to go in that hard. They're £22.50. You're looking at an outline of 150 quid for your pyjama pants here. No, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, I'm not one. I just picked these because they came up because they said super soft. But, like, £22.50 is too much for a pair of pants you're going to sleep in. So, I think maybe what I should try and get is just a rather... Sometimes it's better to go... Under, I mean, what are we talking? But like, I maybe I just need to get some baggy dad pants that are cotton that yeah. are like four for a tenner or something. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm not doing that. That's that. They look like shorts you're going to wear downstairs for breakfast. This is not what I, want. I just want. I don't want my children to see my asshole. Is that is that the end of the sentence? <laughs> yeah, it sounded like the sentence was going to continue. <laughs> I just I just panicked and that came out. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, that that's so that yeah they've yeah, been telling people. So I've got to do something that, about my ass. Got to do something about that because your children are old enough now. I know. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. 
Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. At the UPS Store, we want to make this summer the summer of shipping. Summer Shipalooza. So you can start crossing items off your must-ship list. Like the vintage film camera your college kid needs for class. Or the vase you told your mom you would send her ages ago. And with our pack-and-ship guarantee, your items arrive safe or we reimburse you. So stop by your local store today for everything you need to be unstoppable. Visit the upsstore.com slash guarantee for full details. Available at participating locations. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Um, I've got a couple of little tips. Before we do the correspondence, I've got a couple of little tips. Um, One is a genius loo method of, you know, when they always go, my shoes the right way around. Does your daughter do this? Is this the right way? Yeah, it's really difficult to explain. Yes. So this is what we do is, um, for for example, their school shoes have got their name tags in them, which is like, they've got their name next to like a little dinosaur or a little unicorn. And um, what we do is we put them on the furthest side of the, away from each other. So it'll be like for the right shoe, it'll be on the right side of it and for the left shoe, it'll be on the left side of it. So what we say is we go, oh, the dinosaurs aren't friends. So you keep them as far away from each other as oh, possible. Oh, that's nice. Or if there's a logo on the outside It'd of the shoe. It'd be better if the dinosaurs were friends, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think we've gone very negative with this approach. Yeah, it's so, quite a negative. What? Just so you know, these two dinosaurs on your feet, they don't get on. So do keep them away from <laughs> each other. And then they've got that weight hanging around with them all day at school. <laughs> and these poor dinosaurs, should I get involved? Yeah, so maybe you could put them on the inside of the shoe and then the dinosaurs are friends. I mean, that's maybe that's, you know, that tells a lot about how Lou was feeling at that point when she decided on the dinosaurs not being friends. But yeah, maybe they could be friends, might be a better way. Yeah. But it, it still works as the same method. Yeah. Um, but that's really helped because then they stop asking if it's it the right way and then they look out for the dinosaurs being friends. Or I could just teach them the left and right, but, you know, either way, it both yeah. works. Yeah, it's just really difficult though, isn't it? Yeah, it is hard to get. Lou still don't know right and left. She's like 35. Yeah, Rose is bad with right and left as well. Um, no. Um, oh, the other thing that I would recommend watching, on ITV2, the, a reality show, Tommy and Georgia from TOWIE have got a show. They've had a baby and a two-part show, which was really good because there's a, there's a few of those reality TV star people with kids. There's the Fern McCann one, um, and then there's the um, Sam Fairs and Billy Fairs one. But this one's really good because they're very normal people. Right. Sometimes on those shows, it's like, oh, it's their first birthday, so we can go to Harrods and get them a full Valentino out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What are these? But like, oh, it's their birthday. Let's yeah, go zoom. That's a third per- exactly. birthday thing. And it's sort of bollocks as well because I think people watch that and go, oh, if you're like on the telly, you have to take your kid to Zuma for the birthday. Do you fuck? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to do that. There's nothing wrong with Pizza Express. No, the kids love it. It's cheaper. It's ridiculous. Wasted that money on my kids not eating nothing just so you can get an Instagram photo. I think it's fucking pathetic, to be honest. Anyway, that's my thing. But Tommy and Georgia, what's good about them is they're really nice, normal people, right? And Tommy's very successful outside of reality TV. He's got his own footwear business that's mega successful. Like, he's got like a turnover of like, he sold like $12 million worth of shoes last year. What, but, what are the shoes? 
a mallet. They're called mallet trainers. And they're high-end, but not super expensive high-end. But they're an expensive, nice designer trainer. He's doing really well. And he's absolutely minted. But he still does normal stuff with his kid. He's got a nice car and things like that. But they go down the caravan to visit his parents and things like that. And Georgia and Tommy, they're both really honest about parenting and the struggles. And especially Georgia talks about getting her body back after being pregnant. And I thought it was a really good show because it's one of those reality shows that's quite interesting, but also it's quite realistic. And not yeah. this sort of fake, like, oh my God, it's their birthday. So there's like, Rob, you know. It sounds to me like you're recommending a rival. That's what it sounds to me like. No, you... they're not right. They do their own thing. Unless you're going to start bringing out trainers. I think, you, I think, <laughs> I don't think we can call them rivals. They do their thing. But they're lovely couple. We should get them on this podcast. Get them, get them on the podcast, Rob. But they're very normal for reality TV stars, where in reality, in those shows, sometimes it's a bit like, this is a load of bollocks, what you're doing here. Yeah. You see through this. But yeah, it's a really good show. Just just saying oh, for our nice. listeners who might like that. Um, who would normally as well, a couple of the stiff necks out, they might they might roll their eyes at a reality TV show and people from Tower. But it's a really good one and um it's quite interesting seeing someone he's properly got to balance his work life because he's running a company. So it's yeah. quite interesting how he's doing. Very it. nice. Yeah. You're full of parenting tips this week. Yeah, man. I'm just trying to bridge the stiff and loose neck gap. Get the That's stiff all. necks into ITV2. Exactly. And then... Get the loose necks to watch you on Question Time when you're on next week. Yes, definitely. When I'm doing that, oh, my mum's trying to ring me. She can wait. Do you know what we should do, Podcasting Rob? Podcasting today. What's that? We should announce that you're doing Question Time one week and really build it up. <laughs> I will do it one week. I should I do it and just try and just go mental? No, I don't think you should. No? Why not? Because... Uh, I just don't know if it's the show for you. Imagine if they just went, I just went, I don't really care or know. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing something the other day and someone said, Rob, what about, what about think about this, doing it this way or doing it that way? And I went, would you judge me if I said I didn't know or care? <laughs> <laughs> I think honesty is better sometimes rather yeah. than making up. Just, just do what you want, really. Sometimes you don't have to have an opinion. Sometimes that's so true, Josh. Sometimes you're allowed to not know. Yeah. What do you think about that? I don't. I don't really know actually about that. Is that okay? I think it's social media, robbers men. Everyone feels they have to have an opinion on everything. Yeah. But we should, we need to start the backlash. Yeah. Of people who are quite happy not to have an opinion on some things. Yeah. I tell you what. Email in. What don't you have an opinion on? <laughs> and and email in what it is, and then obviously leave the no opinion. Yeah, we can go. We've got Sarah from um, Dundalk here who hasn't got an opinion on paella. <laughs> I think paella's overrated. There you go. Yeah. I've got an opinion on it's it. It's just busy rice, isn't it? Um, hi, guys. So this is some correspondence. Yes, we should do some correspondence. We have we have yeah. promised it for about uh, three months. Go on, yeah. get an email out, Josh. Let's do this. Hi, guys. Love the show. Always brings a big smile to my face. Congratulations to Josh on the arrival of your baby. We have had a lot of these emails for quite a while. <laughs> How old's your baby now? Four months. Four months. Four months. I thought I'd just share the experience that my wife and I had at the birth of our eldest daughter, who was born via C-section. We had a wonderful obstetrician and a doctor with a huge personality. As you said, the C-section is basically major abdominal surgery. Mm-hmm. Being in the theatre with all the doctors and nurses hearing the chat was fascinating. Anyway, our consultant had a junior a doctor assisting him that day. The birth went smoothly, no problems, and then it came for the tidy up. That can't be the technical term. The tidy up, fucking hell. That's underplaying it, isn't it, the tidy up? So the equivalent of, like, your house being ripped apart by a tornado. I'll have a quick tidy up. <laughs> Get this tidy now. The junior doctor was given instructions to remove the placenta. We're on the other side of the screen admiring our beautiful girl. 
My wife, obviously totally numb from the waist down, can't feel anything, but is aware of tugging and pulling going oh, on God. in other regions. Can I say something quickly? I know there needs to be junior doctors, but I don't want one anywhere fucking near me when I'm ill. I want a senior. <laughs> I want a always. senior if they're doing the tidy up. It's always like, and you know, I understand there needs to be a junior somewhere, and they've got to learn somehow, but not on me. If that's okay, is that fair? Is that I, bad? I, I've got the same feeling with training hairdressers, Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about you train somewhere? Who knows? All right. <laughs> Not on this bonds. Not on this bonds. This, this barnet is for professionals only. <laughs> right. So oh, uh, my wife can't feel anything, uh, but is aware of some tugging and pulling going on in the nether regions. Then quite unexpectedly, a loud booming voice shouts out, no, no, that's the liver. <gasps> oh. <laughs> the colour drains from my wife's face. I'm like, uh, what? Then one of the theatre nurses comes up to us and says, don't worry, he's joking. Oh, oh, so, oh, oh, no. Oh, my that God. Is oh, some my God. Prank to play from the obstetrician. Someone's nicking the... your liver. Someone's doing banner. It's like Annabelle Lecter and Christopher Biggins doing the procedure. <laughs> he's having a laugh. He's eating your liver. So is he winding up the junior doctor then? I think he's winding up the junior doctor. No, not. I, keep your banner. I don't start fucking talking about, you know, the difference between type, the types of diabetes on stage. You stop doing jokes. All right. I think that's fair, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, you do not want banter in an operating theatre. One of the reasons. Is you, you weren't totally sure what the different types of diabetes were. No, which actually um, bit me in the bum once when I tried to smuggle in a picnic into a music festival. and um, A picnic, a picnic, a full picnic or a chocolate a bar? Massive full picnic, right? We t- right. Like, it was like quite a chilled music festival down in Canterbury. And they said, you're not allowed to bring it in. I said, I need to bring this food in because I'm diabetic. And I went, they went, what type? I went, the one where you need loads of food. Oh, no, right. And then they said, do you need 50 mini sausage rolls? <laughs> And I said, yes. <laughs> so, so um, you yes. Yeah, we got it in, mate. Yeah, under duress. Um, sort of look back ashamed, really, of that, but a different time. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm not sure about this banter, Doctor. No, it's not my scene. <laughs> I, I think there's places for banter. Yeah. And, and that is not, on. It's not the know. womb. No, exactly. It's on Mock the Week. I like a laugh as much as the next Junior Doctor. Yeah. But, yeah, also as well, you imagine the Junior Doctor is so annoyed. He must have, know, he must have known it wasn't the liver. Surely you know it's not the liver. I don't know. I've never been in there. Maybe it's confusing. Even the liver. You've got to put her, right? You've got to say her liver. It's just so depersonalising. The, the, the tidy up and the liver. Do you know what I hate when people talk about babies? They don't say the baby. They go baby. Oh, yeah, that does. Why does grammar right, fall does away? Happen. When it's like, when baby comes, um, oh, how are you feeling oh, about the arrival God. of baby? Oh, man. Why yeah, can't they say the awful. baby? Yeah, that is terrible. Why do they do that? When baby comes, is up there with you looking forward to meeting him. Fuck off. <laughs> meeting him. Yeah, in about nine years when he's got a fucking personality. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to meeting him, no. I'm receiving him. I'm going to be up with him for three months. I'm not meeting him. We're not, no. we're not going to ZZ's. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, like, like, getting, it's like getting sent a bouquet of flowers. It's lovely, but then you've got to go, oh, I've got to... Cut the stem now. Find oh, some water yeah. for it. Do you know what I mean? It's that not you're not meeting. It's going to go green, and then I'm going to have to wash it out in a week's time. Exactly. And then you've got to remember to put the little flower food in it. I'm not sure about flowers. It feels a bit like a hospice, doesn't it, of ours? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like flowers? Rose is big into flowers. When we used to live near Columbia Road Market every Sunday. Oh, I must do what used to work there. Yeah, I know. I remember me seeing Gra- Graham Norton. I sold him oh, some compost. Did Ma- you? Martin Fowler from EastEnders. James Alexandru. Oh, guy. Oh, no, no, no. Martin Fowler, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Martin Sorry. Fowler. Um, yeah. James Alexandru. Bloody hell. That is, you've pulled that one out of nowhere, haven't you? 
He's Even I'd struggle to name the person that played Martin Fowler in EastEnders. <laughs> James Alexandru, mate. Never forget a name. Did you say, are you James Alexandru? No, but he knew I knew. <laughs> that was big boy shit back in the day. I don't know what's happened to him. Yeah. Did you ask if he was going to use it on Arthur's allotment? That <laughs> was Graham Norton. He was for lovely. Fine. Really nice. Have you ever mentioned it to him? Uh, yep. On his show, obviously. Obviously. Research chat. Pull that straight up. Um, Rob, do you want to try and establish yourself as the everyman on a talk show? Yes, I will. Graham Norton, I sold you a bag of shit. Let's go. Right in the middle of the Hollywood stars. <laughs> not, the, not the last time you sold Graham Norton a bag of shit. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better. Something designed with you in mind. Like the new Inspire Leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with Lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with crunch. Right, another quick one. Yeah. This is a quick one. I'll do some quick ones. A cheeky way to get our book sales up, Josh. We've both got books out. Do you know what? It's a big week, Rob. Do, do buy it now because it's, pre- it's the last pre-sale week. And that is big. That's big. I don't know what that means. Why is that big? I don't know. My publisher's told me that the first two <laughs> weeks are key. So please buy it in these. Just pre-order it now, guys. <laughs> Publisher people are so polite and kind and sensitive. Yeah, Compared to comedian, the comedians and stuff. I did. I was talking. I was trying to find pictures of my book, and I found a really nice one of my granddad. But luck- unluckily, it was it was too late to submit it because um, it had all gone to, to print. So I sent it. I went. I've got one of my granddad. It'll be nice to go in because he's dead. And she went. Oh my god! I'm so sorry to he- to, to hear that. Are you okay, Rob? I was like, Yeah, it's fucking yeah. He's dead. Like, like, but in comedy, it's like. <laughs> Like, yeah, but they're just very sweet in, com- in TV, they'd be like, yeah, we can't clear that because you need him to sign it off, but he's dead. Unlucky, yeah, mate. Your so, dead um... granddad can't sign it because his hand's dead and won't move. Right, okay, you're on set, on set now. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, stop crying. You've got to talk to Graham Norton about your compost. <laughs> anyway, um, so this is a good idea. This is from uh, Ray, uh, no, it's not Ray. Rachel asked for this. She went, um, here's a cheeky way to get the book sales up. She emailed Suffolk Libraries to order copies of our books. Oh, and they said yes. yes. Dear Rebecca, thank you for your stock suggestions. We have ordered both Watching Neighbours yes. Twice Day by Josh Whittacombe and a class app by Rob Beckett, and they should appear on our catalogue in a few days. Do oh, you let me know brilliant. if there's anything I can help with? So email your libraries. Let's spend taxpayers' money on our books. Oh, did I tell you this, Rob, about being polite with publishers? Because you, you find you're doing it yourself. <laughs> well, so, what did you do? When I was doing the, the um, <laughs> what's it called, audiobook. Oh, yeah. I found some typos in my fucking book, and it was too late. Oh. I, I, I phoned them up. I was like, there's some typos. They're yeah. like, yeah, there's always typos. And I was oh. like, oh, fair enough. And then I put the phone down. I was like, wait a minute. Have I just been fobbed off? You've been really fobbed off there, Josh. Anyway, if you do buy my book and see the typos, I'll, there'll be some com- competition that, or something. Think they're definitely going to come in. Don't, they'll hunt it down now. Hunt down the typos. The first people to send me the typos, I'll give you something. <laughs> Two tickets to, to a tour what show. What are you doing? Why are you panicking? 
I just panicked. Is that what did you give us a prize? I don't know. I don't know why. Why are you? Why are you asking for criticism and you're going to reward them? Well, just to back up my feeling that people do see the typos, Rob. Yeah, but, you're, but then you're making them look for it now. Yeah, do the, read the book. Don't just go through <laughs> it looking for the typos. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, while, while you're looking for the typos, you might as well take the words in. <laughs> Oh, right, I've got I've got some quick ones here, Josh. Right, bath time tip. Here we go. This is from Joe in I Colchester. I haven't cleared those tickets with my agent. Yeah, by the way. let's just say that there is no competition. Just buy his book and read it. What Josh Whitaker does not need is a million people emailing him things he's done wrong in his book. He's really proud of, and then be forced to give away free tickets, which is going to be an admin fucking nightmare. And you'll probably be pulled up by some sort of the gaming commission police that go. That is not the proper... gaming commission police. You know those proper. You do. You get told off for not proper competitions. Do you? Yeah, you can't just go, oh, fucking, here's a ticket. What's the rules? What's the system? What's the rules? Yeah. What is this, Las Vegas? Well, okay, all right, then. All of a sudden, boom, I've read your book. Oh, and there's a typo you've put. You, you are instead of your, send it in, bang. Do I get the tickets? What if everyone sends them in? Who's the first person? Okay, so how are you going to know who's the first person? I'll I, I check it in my email inbox. They're coming okay, in order. What if, they, what if they Instagram it? How do they apply? The competition's been cancelled. <laughs> Right. If you have emailed in in that brief period when the competition was live, I will accept your answers. <laughs> yeah, but the competition was live for everyone forever at a certain point because it's this is a podcast. Oh, no, at the time of recording. So if you're listening to us now as we record, if you're in the next hotel so Michael, room... Michael, only Michael or me can email in. Yeah, and to be honest, you're more than welcome to come to my tour. I don't expect you to, but I would probably sort you out free tickets anyway. Yeah, I probably won't. <laughs> okay right competition's cancelled right i've got bath time tip here gents your podcast kept me going for the last 18 months keep up the good work something that's worked well for our nearly five-year-old at bath time is setting an ava world record set a timer on your phone starting an entry into the bath out of the bath and into pajamas and then write it on a chart makes quick bath times fun and competitive when little ones try to beat their best time you're welcome, Joe from Colchester. That so is you good. you put the kid in the bath, you do it, wash them. Doo -doo -doo. I think actually you need it from leaving the bath. I suppose if they're going to be in the bath for ages. Because you yes. what you don't want is a world record, but a dirty child. Yes, exactly. But you can manage that, but that will force them to get in their pajamas quick. I, I think it's that's good. the thing. That is, that is good. It is setting your child into quite a competitive environment early doors. And then they're so pumped up to go to sleep. It does, it does sound like the kind of thing you read about in Andre Agassi's autobiography. <laughs> Which is an excellent book, I should say. Although it's got a couple of typos. Um, <laughs> it has got a couple of typos, hasn't it? Has it? He spells juice wrong. It's J-U-I-C-E. He spells it with a D. What an idiot. Um, <laughs> have you read it? Yeah, it's it amazing. Unbelievable. Especially as a parent. The worst parenting I've ever... Oh, it's insane. Yeah. Completely fucked him up. Actually, I'd say worse than that. If you want, if you want books about bad parenting, do not go any further than Lily Allen's autobiography. Yes, that's a great one. Jesus, wept. we've got to get her on here. We need to talk oh to her. man, that was brutal. Oh. Um, what did you call her about the greatest pop star ever, or something? I think she's a national treasure. I think she's one of our great uh, greatest lyricists of the last thirty years. Oh, I've lovely! Just, I've just picked a random time then. Yeah. So since nineteen ninety. <laughs> since nineteen ninety. <1990. laughs> 
All right, here we go. Look, Josh, we got... Obviously, in the 80s, she wouldn't have had a fucking chance. There were so many good lyricists. Um, Right. I've got, uh, do you want these? I've got some really funny panic attack stories off the back uh, of our. Oh life. yes, please. Okay. So this was worst place to have a panic attack. Yeah, no, well, just funny panic attack stories, basically, because we spoke about having panic attack. Thank you for all your emails. We've had loads of yeah, emails. A lot you. of them are very sort of heartfelt, and we've read them all, and we really appreciate them. And a couple from like mental health nurses that said it's been helpful. So, well, thank you very much for uh, emailing. Me. We can't go back to all of you, but we have read them and we appreciate you. And There's so emailing. many emails that Rob's had another panic attack. Which yeah, is exactly. Not just, how it was helped. That's because of the guilt of not replying but um these we're reading out the funny ones as well as the heartfelt ones about stuff like that so yeah this, this is a good one this one's from jenny all right okay um no actually let's do this one first hetty then jenny um hi guys this is from hetty here hi guys wanted to say i've really enjoyed the podcast and listened since day one after listening to friday's podcast and hearing hearing of josh's toilet ordeal i thought it was only fair i shared the numerous times i have panicked in a less than appropriate environment Whilst I could go on to name a whole list of events, I would like to discuss the time I was eating a roast dinner and fainted into my dinner at the dinner table because I was so stressed. Oh, God. After my parents rang an ambulance in panic and managed to move me onto the sofa, it transpired. I ate so much food, the blood had rushed from my head, causing me to hyperventilate and panic about this. Oh, my word. Keep up the good work and podcast and making everyone laugh. Oh, Hattie. wow. Jeez, it's proper slapstick face. falling in your dinner, isn't it? <laughs> Absolute gravy face. <laughs> what What would you be your dream dinner to fall into, Rob? What would be the ideal? Oh, so, mashed potato. Yeah, but you're nothing too hot. Mashed potato. No, mashed potato would be a good one. Jelly. Cushion the blow. Jelly. Oh, you could drown in jelly. Do you know what? No, I'd say an upturned pie mash pie. Yeah. It's like a pillow. Yeah. Like a memory foam pillow. It would remember <laughs> your face had been there. Um, that's poor old Hetty. This is Jenny. Yeah. This one is real. This one. <laughs> Hi, hi, Rob and Josh. Before I started my medication, I used to have at least one panic attack every day for years. Jeez, So mate. luckily she's gone to the doctor and got the right medication. Yeah. Basically, I was fucking riddled with panic. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> really? Um, my boyfriend at the time was sleeping on his mum's sofa in her tiny one-bedroom flat. I was there one night. She had gone off to bed and things got a bit heated, like in a, in a sexy way, not an angry way. All right. We somehow ended up having sex on the floor of the living room. Oh, my One word. minute I was loving life, and the next I was absolutely overwhelmed with panic. I could have said loving it. life is a great euphemism. Yeah, I was loving life. <laughs> and the next and the next minute I was absolutely overwhelmed with panic because we was doing it in the front room near his mum. I literally had to kick him off and crawl across the floor to the front door where I reached up, ripped it open and just lied on the doorway completely naked, oh hyperventilating, word. whilst my boyfriend just stared at me in horror. Oh good my times, God. Jenny. Do you think at one point he went, damn, I'm good. <laughs> Before he realised it was a panic attack. God damn, a man's got skills. <laughs> <laughs> poor Jenny. Wow, poor oh. Jenny. But that is a gamble, isn't it? The, the living room floor in a one-bed uh, flat with the mum in the bedroom. I'd, I'd say if you do suffer with a bit of panic now and again, that is not the place to shag. No. You need a calmer environment for a boning. Exactly. <laughs> um, have you got any emails, Josh? Yes. Hi, Rob and Josh. Love the podcast. Look forward to them every week. Got a little story about my seven-year-old at bedtime. After story time, she showed me a picture of a puppy that had been left out in the rain and abandoned. Mm. There were two houses in the background, one with a closed door and the other, the door was closing. Harper got really upset and started to cry about the poor abandoned puppy. (laughs) 
Both myself and my dad tried to console her, but she couldn't get it out of her head and just kept saying, I just keep imagining how sad it must be. Oh. After 15 minutes of tears, she decided she wanted to throw away the picture. She tore it from the book, binned it, gave myself, my husband, my sister, our two dogs a cuddle and reluctantly went to bed. On the face of this, this doesn't sound too unusual. Here is the kicker, though. Harper had drawn the picture herself only five minutes before the drama had ensued. Her <laughs> parents must be looking at each other going, what the fuck have we bred? Seven-year-old who's drawn a picture of a sad dog that's too sad for her to deal with. Oh, no. That's horrible. It's unbelievable. I do sometimes think maybe a Disney film's too dark. Yeah. There's always something dead, isn't there, in it? Yeah. Is death a thing? Your daughter's aware of death now, then? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. So, my uh, the nans, my mother-in-law's cat died. Yeah, and they was like, "Oh, where's Harry?" And she said, "Oh, Harry died." And she went, "Oh, what? Why?" When she well, she got old and she died. And then they're like, "Oh, you're gonna die, aren't you?" And to the nans, like, "Yes, at oh some point." Gosh. But they're very matter of fact of like, "Yeah, yeah they'll die. You'll just die at some point." So they don't quite realise what the kind of implications are. They're not dying. worried about. They're not worried about the infinite darkness of the afterlife. No, they're more. They sort of think of death as like, oh yeah, we'll go to Spain one day <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, I don't think you know. I don't think anyone's really. I don't think anyone really gets red round it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, <laughs> I think it's. I think it's something that's always there, isn't it? That and tax. If you if you have um if you have got your head around death, do email in. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to know actually what, yeah, what the crack sorted is. It out, if you could um, you could explain it to us. That's yeah, that's I, I think our listeners will be quite interested. It'll be quite interesting the topic actually. If, it, if anyone out there's got their head around death, let us know. <laughs> if you've made your peace with it. But if you've made your peace with life and death, just you'd be really I'd, I'd quite like to know what the sort of vibe is, just sort of yeah. what to wear, how to deal with it. Do you believe in ghosts, Rob? <laughs> um no. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe in giving off different energy without sounding too much like a twat. That, like, if yeah. you're positive, good good things will happen and it helps. And because I think yeah. it, I think enthusiasm is contagious. So if you're positive yeah. about an idea, you can bring people together. But a, a bad negative energy can sort of pull people apart. So I'm very aware of different people coming into a room and the energy they bring to that room will have an impact. And right, I think sometimes yeah. misplace that for spirituality or like ghosts, but I think it's or like, like a Victorian with a head under their arm. No, none of that kind of stuff or Casper. But what about you? Do you believe in ghosts? No, but not enough where I would be confident of sleeping in a creaky room. Do you know what I really? mean? Really? Like, yeah. So I don't, I, I know in my, logically I'm like, well, there's no ghosts. But if you said, do you want to walk through that creepy wood at night that is apparently haunted, I'd shit myself. Yeah, no, but I wouldn't be worried about that. I'd be worried about getting jumped by some lunatic or a, or a bear. Yeah, but Rob, you live in southeast London. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't. I, it ain't the ghost I'm worried about. It's the five teenagers on dirt bikes smoking exactly. a split. Exactly. Whereas when you grew up on Dartmoor, there's much more likely of being attacked by a ghost than a scally. Or but you need Bodmin, Bodmin, the beast that's of Bodmin. That's north. That's north. The beast of Bodmin's a real thing, Rob. Is it actually a real animal? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's like a lynx or a um, puma or something that's been let. Someone's just had, like, you know, those people that keep those big cats. Well, why like, don't we ever see thing. it? Well, it occasionally pops up, doesn't it? It gets filmed. Yeah, I know, but not for, I don't feel like it's been filmed since about 2003. Maybe well, it's, it's dead. probably died. Yeah, so it was a big, yeah, like a big panther or something. Explain that to your daughter. You know the Beast of Bodmin? Yeah. It's dead. 
Yeah, there's not been a there's not been a news story about the beast of Bodmin no. for ages. No. Oh, two weeks ago, big cat appears in front of cyclist in Cornwall Woodland. There oh we my go. god, there's a photo next to the the paw, the paw print. It's fucking huge. Well, there we go. Oh my god, it's nearly as big as Ray Stubbs' face in that photo you tried to nick. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't believe I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe in a in a people's energy having an impact on their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, have you seen the Beast of Bodmin? All these emails oh, you yes. will accept. I think there are because people must have got like you know because there's like there's little alligators in the sewers in New York. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it's exciting, isn't it? I think there's turtles and a, <laughs> and a little rat, little rat who can do kung fu. <laughs> have you got another email? Uh, yeah. Do you want to do an Instagram and then I'll do an email? Yes. Um, okay, here we go. Ba, 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 ba. Hi, Rob and Josh. I'm a big fan of your podcast and probably your only listener from Egypt. This is um, Kamal Nessam. I've listened to all 100 plus episodes in less than one and a half months, also known as six weeks. My name's Kamal and I'm 26 years old and I haven't got any kids. However, I'm reaching out as I've really fucked up my friend's three-year-old. When I stubbed my toe, big up Ray, and yelled out, fuck, in Arabic, obviously, and now the kid yells it out of the top of his lungs every time he sees me. And it's going to get me in trouble with my friends, his parents, and they'll probably make me stop seeing him and playing football with him. What would Rob Becker do? I'd love a bit of advice, please. And was my relationship with the kid and his parents is at stake. Um, love the podcast. Hope it goes on forever. Thanks for the great laughs. Come out. Well, I, I think you've got to ride it out, come out, and just laugh it off. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, a bit of fun. You yeah. think, it's not like you've just been swearing for the sake of it. You hurt no. yourself. My daughter said, oh, my God, the other day. And oh, I yeah. Was, and, I'm, and I was like, I don't, I, I, I don't see that as a bad, you know, like slightly religious stuff. Like I say Jesus nah. Christ a lot. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's fine. It's just a turn of phrase. Is that all right? Well, saying, I can give a shit, mate. Yeah, but I don't know. If, 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 yeah, but everyone, everyone can get me up with something. I know, you know I, mean? I know. I try not to swear in front of her, but occasionally you do. My parents oh, yeah. would swear in front of me. Oh, and yeah. I've turned out fine. Yeah. I swear loads, though. I do swear loads. My parents swear. But I think, I think as well. I don't even think about swearing. It's no, that's bad, because our place of work, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, we can say whatever we want. OMG, my daughter says OMG. Does she? Yeah. Or oh my gosh, but then that—that's more offensive because she sounds so posh. Yeah, that is. Oh my she, gosh, that is daddy. A very different child. Yeah, very, very different being. But I think that's fine. Come out. I think as well. Sometimes they're going to hear it at some point. They might as well hear it from their legend. You don't, like, you don't want uncle. a child that's like innocent to these things. I remember when I was in year seven of school and I didn't know what sixty-nine I was, and someone had to draw it on a bit of paper for me, and everyone laughed. <laughs> I'm going to say it, Rob. Yeah. And this is why when your daughter turned three and five, you told them what 69 was. No, some people would say that's bad parenting. No, they're not aware of what that is. To be honest, I don't think their mum knows what that is yet. Hey, <laughs> it's, oh, it's a lovely bit of business. It's a bit of business. 69 is a lot of hassle in it when you're like married it's, up. It's, do you know what I mean? just, it's just, it's, it's one of the most overrated things in the world. It, it really, it feels like it's going to be so much fun. But it's a lot of admin and no one's really on their A game. because It's you neither one thing nor the other, is it? If you're doing but, your good job, if you're doing your job well, they're not concentrating on their job. It's a combined average effort on both ends, literally. I completely agree with you, Rob. And exactly. I think, to be honest, the nation will. And it's good. <laughs> Do you know when you like someone needed to say this? Yes, yeah, so someone needs to say it. the 69er is overrated. <laughs> That's something I'm going to, you know. Right. We're, finally, we're going to get to do this merch because <laughs> the 69's overrated and four skins are funny. <laughs> 
I think I might have stole a bit of your routine. I think I stole a bit of your routine by accident last night, Josh. Oh no! What did you do? Well, I didn't. I, well, I didn't steal. Well, I, I did. Right. I did. A, I did an observation. That I thought, oh, I think Josh has done this. I was talking about how foreskins disappear. Can I just say? Yeah. If, if you, I'm going to say I've done it anyway, and if it's good, I'm going to start using it. <laughs> okay. Well, this is what I said. I was talking about foreskins being funny. I don't think I've got any foreskin stuff. Well, no, no, no. Wait, you, you wait, wait, wait. It's not about the foreskin. I was saying foreskins are funny. They look like they've been told off. Right, yeah, and they look—they look a bit sad. And I do an impression of a foreskin because that's the kind of stuff I do. Yeah, uh, and it's really great actually. You when you know probably... you did impressions. I, d- I do, and um, I was Spencer from Foreskins. That's it was actually it, the it? first night I did that, and um, my impression of a foreskin, and I was quite rude actually. I went a bit more crass than normal. And then this morning on the school run, the um, new preschool teacher that I haven't actually met yet said, oh, "I saw your show last night at Bromley." So that was good to know that she's seen me do an impression of a foreskin before I've actually got her name. <laughs> Um, so that's cool. Um, anyway, so I do that. And then I say that the foreskin's weird because it disappears when you've got an erection. It only exists on a flaccid penis. Yeah. To a point, doesn't it? And that's a bit like a lap. Yeah, I used to talk about that. Yeah. So a lap only exists when you sat down. When you stood up, you don't have a lap anymore. So I exactly. said that it's like a lap. I used to have a bit a, on that, didn't yeah. I? You used to God, have a bit on that. Back in the day. So I feel like I've nicked that off you. So, but have, I, do you I, know I, what, Rob? You're welcome to it because I haven't, I haven't spoken about laps in a good 10 years. Really? So could I start taking on the laps? Is that all right you, to use Do you know what, stuff? Rob? Go for it because that, that was in my first Edinburgh show. Here's a question about stand-up. Yeah. So I've got some new stuff about <laughs> amusement arcades. Okay. But I've got some old stuff about amusement arcades from ages yeah. ago. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I could just drop that bit back into the new stuff about amusement arcades. But I shouldn't, should I? Because I was just like, oh, it would go really well just to just drop that one minute extra bit in there. Well, I'd I'd say if it's a one minute bit that helps all the other stuff and it links in and makes it a really good bit, you probably can because there'll be people that, if they did see it 10 years ago in Edinburgh, in an, in an hour and a half show, I don't think they're going to be angry if one minute of it is... No, exactly. I was just like, oh, this would really like add an extra bit. And it feels like <laughs> if you're going to do a bit about amusement arcades, you can't ignore the uh, the dance machines. Do you know no, what I mean? exactly. I think I, you know what. Let the audience decide. Let the audience decide. Let the man in the street make the decision. <laughs> um, right. Which we have one more, one more email and then wrap up. Things you say as a parent that you can't believe you found yourself saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, from Zoe, please close the door. I'm not heating the street. That is an oh, absolute. I love it. That is a real I classic. Love that. I'm not heat or you know, born in a barn's the other option in it. But I think yeah. heat, heat in the street adds another layer of. I, I I have to pay for you. Yeah. That real venom that, you know, you're actually quite annoyed how much this kid is costing you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Not only do I have to heat you, I've got to heat the street as well now. Claire from London has submitted, it's like Blackpool Illuminations in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. That is an absolute That's classic. Oh. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, that's Rachel. Rachel has submitted that. Rachel okay. has submitted. It's like Blackpool Illuminations in here. What's Claire done? Claire has gone with on the topic of things your parents used to say when you were a kid. If my brother and I went out of my parents' sight, we were told there might be a man in this lorry who would take you away. That's oh. a bit bleak, isn't it? That is really bleak. That's nearly as bad as these dinosaurs aren't friends. Yeah, I therefore grew up with a deep distrust of all lorry drivers. And worrying about the sociology of dinosaurs. Why don't they get on? 
Well, I suppose dinosaurs don't get on, do they, often? No, you're right, actually. Quite lone beasts. Like if uh, Jurassic <laughs> Park... Well, I'm only going on whatever I've seen in Jurassic Park. I'm going on Jurassic Park and that alone. Yeah. Um, and they don't mind eating the top of toilets if they can get to prey. Exactly. Um, Rob, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up on correspondence. Yes, lovely we stuff. We, we'll once get... again, haven't got through as much as we'd aim to. <laughs> no, but that's because you guys send so much great stuff in. Keep it up. We'll do another one. You know, we'll do these occasionally to catch up. We'll try and do more on Monday. Yes. Once, once our lives get a bit more boring. Yes, exactly. We're back into the routine of school now. The kids are starting loads of um, activities after school and clubs are back in. I'm allowed to go into the school to um, be shown around the new classroom. So um, I'm very excited about that, Josh. Once our children are old enough that they won't allow us to talk about them in a podcast, we're really going to catch up on this correspondence, Rob. Oh, big time, yeah. Also, I think we've got, when we move house, I think we might buy some chickens. Oh, mate. It's exciting, isn't it? It is exciting. When are you moving house? Maybe next year. Well, look forward to that. Do keep listening to the podcast because in a year's time we'll be discussing some chickens. Pencil it in. Pencil it in. Don't unsubscribe when you know that's around the corner. I'd say August 2022, we'll be looking at purchasing them. Hopefully that should give you enough lead time to get ready for this red hot chicken anecdote. (laughs) But until then, let's get some emails in. Cheers, guys. Bye. 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 